Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's word. And that's pivotal for our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody start to focus on their spiritual life, on their relationship with God. You may help them ultimately come to salvation through Jesus Christ and get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, and this is part of a longer series that we've been looking at on heart troubles. And again, we're not talking about the physical organ or muscle within our chest that pumps blood through our circulatory system all day long, every day, as long as we live physically, but we're talking about, from a spiritual perspective, heart troubles. And boy, in our world right now, in our country right now, in our culture in our country, we've got heart troubles abounding. In this particular one, and we've, we've already looked at quite a number of these that we have highlighted, we've talked about hatred, laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, pride, harsh judgments, and hypercritical fault-finding against others. All of these we've been talking about as heart troubles, problems of the heart. This one we're focusing on during this particular part of our study. We're talking about anger. Anger. I made the point that trying to get a clear perspective on a given situation while angry is like trying to read through glasses that are terribly dirty and smeared they distort those glasses distort your vision you may have trouble reading even a line within a written line or typed line because you can't see clearly you may have trouble you know driving down the road and reading street signs because your glasses are all smeared you can't see clearly and anger is is like that in impairing our vision to make proper decisions and react in proper ways why do you think so many, so many couples end up in divorce because either the husband, usually the husband in this particular way, acts out angrily and starts using physical abuse against his wife? Now, sometimes it's the other way around, but predominantly when it comes to physical abuse, it's the husband who exercises that. Why do you think he does that? Why do you think that's a problem with some men in marriage situations, in marriage relationships? Because they can't control their anger, or at least they don't control their anger. And so they get into some kind of verbal altercation with their spouse, and they get angry, and they lose control, and they reach out, and they start hitting and slapping and punching and whatever else might take place. Anger. Anger is, it, it's... It's, it's like all of a sudden uh, a catastrophic disease that, or illness that, that, that kind of boils out or even explodes out. Or maybe we might say it, it's like a stroke from a physical perspective. All of a sudden you're, you're on the floor 
And because this stroke has hit you and now you've lost your ability to walk or stand or speak even in many cases. And now you've got to recover from that. Well, anger, it explodes like that within a lot of people, and now it's caused them problems because they've acted out in some kind of horrible way, and now they've got to recover from that. And in some cases, it's trying to recover in in the divorce courts. In some cases, it's trying to recover from a jail cell because they've gotten into a physical altercation with somebody else, or maybe they've even murdered somebody. Anger. Well, I I closed last time by asking several questions, and these are personal for you. You need to answer these questions uh, truthfully, honestly, and not just give the answers that you know you should be able to give, but are not really the true answers. You need to answer honestly, because this affects you. This is your situation dealing with anger. Do you have a problem with anger? Do you find yourself angry a lot? We don't like to be around people who are always angry, do we? We see them. I mean, they're, they're yeah, people who might jeopardize our safety because they're always angry. You don't know what they're going to do. Or maybe you do know what they're going to do if they lose control of their anger. Do you have a problem with anger? Does your anger sometimes get out of control? Probing questions, aren't they? Do you have problems controlling your tongue when you get angry? And all of a sudden you're angry and you start yelling and shouting and cursing and calling names and using vulgarity and God's name in vain and so on. Have you ever done anything in anger for which you were later ashamed? Soul-searching questions, aren't they? Have you ever verbally hurt somebody through your angry words? Have you ever physically hurt somebody through anger? Have you experienced relational problems due to anger? And it could be marriage relationship. It could be parent-child relationship. It could be sibling relationship. It could be a work relationship. It could be a friendship kind of relationship. Have you ever been in legal trouble due to anger? Well, Warning, the dangers of anger. Harboring anger can itself be sinful. In in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 20, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27, I want to turn over and read those particular texts of Scripture uh, fairly quickly here, but I want want us to get this perspective. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 20, what does it say? idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. You say, what are you talking about? Well, you see, this is in the middle of a long list of what the Apostle Paul refers to as the works of the flesh. And at the end of that list, he says, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, what does that mean? They won't be in heaven. If that's part of their lifestyle on a consistent basis, they're not going to be in heaven. Now, which, which ones did we read here? Well, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. What is hatred the result of? Anger that has gone to seed produces hatred. Contentions, anger again, produces 
a contentious attitude and 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 kind of of lifestyle jealousies anger often is associated with that outbursts of wrath yeah just losing control exploding like i talked about before selfish ambitions dissensions yeah dissensions arguments we don't agree and you lose control and you're arguing arguing i've tried to teach this over decades arguing is not communication arguing is a contest and the object of any contest is to win arguments are absolutely detrimental to real conversation and communication we need to understand that and then we look at Ephesians chapter 4 verses 26 and 27 Ephesians 4 and verses 26 and 27 now what does the Apostle Paul write here be angry and do not sin do not let the Sun go down on your wrath nor give place to the devil Oh, that last statement there. When we lose control through anger, when we're always angry, we're flying off the handle on a regular basis, we're letting the devil into our lives. And he knows which buttons to push and how to push them just right so that we continue to to have that kind of problem with anger in our lives. And we continue to display an angry continence before others. Now, what does Paul say there? Again, as I said early in this particular part of our study, in some cases there's such a thing as righteous indignation, but when we become angry to the point where we lose control, we harbor anger, we're always getting angry, we're just always angry almost, that's kind of part of our personality, that's not righteous indignation. And so Paul says, you know, be angry and do not sin. Now, we've got to control our anger. There are things over which it would be proper or understandable and reasonable that it would generate some degree of anger within our lives, within our minds, within our emotions. But at the same time, he says, you've got to control that. Don't, don't let your anger grow to the point and spill out into sinful actions, which would include speech at times. And notice what he says also, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. So put it out of your heart, put it out of your mind, out of your life, quickly. Again, keep yourself under control. Don't let anger start to be a driving force in your life. Now, left unresolved, anger can produce numerous sinful actions that can cause emotional, psychological, physical, and spiritual harm both to the individual who is angry and to others who might fall under the influence of that person's anger. Listen to what the wise man wrote in Proverbs 29 and verse 22. An angry man stirs up strife, and a furious man abounds in transgression. Now, did you get that? An angry man stirs up strife? Well, again, you get into a disagreement with your spouse, and now you get angry, and now you're shouting, you're using ugly language, you're calling names, and so on. You're throwing, you know, digging up dirt from the past, and, and what does that generate in, the, in your spouse's behavior? Same kind of stuff, doesn't it? Same kind of reactions. But also, what about physical altercations? 
And I'm not talking about primarily with your spouse. I'm talking about in some other setting with another person, maybe a sibling, maybe a work associate, maybe somebody, your neighbor. And so you get into a fight, get into a physical altercation. See what it says there? An angry man stirs up strife, but also a furious man abounds in transgression. Anger uncontrolled leads to all kinds of sinful actions. Now, earlier in this chapter, Proverbs 29, the wise man wrote, scoffers set a city aflame. Set a city aflame. Who? Scoffers. But wise men turn away wrath. Do we not hear people on the news daily who are trying to stir up anger on the part of our population toward one cause or another, about one situation or another? But see, wise men turn away wrath. Anger becomes counterproductive probably almost 100% of the time to really solving some problem. Now note the image of the uh, uh, the image rich language here describing the results of incessant anger. For as the churning of milk produces butter, the wringing of the nose produces blood, so the forcing of wrath produces strife. Proverbs 30 and verse 33. <laughs> well, you talk about that imagery, it is really telling. We're going to stop here. We'll look a little bit further into the scripture texts next time. But this really ought to be a wake-up call for a great many people. We've got to put anger, incessant anger, uncontrolled anger, out of our hearts. It's a heart problem and out of our lives. Father in heaven, please help us to control our anger, to not let it boil over and cause us all kinds of problems relationally, physically, mentally, emotionally, and in some cases legally, Father. Help us to be people who are under control emotionally and acting, living the lifestyle of righteousness before you that can be an example to people all around us who need to come to you for forgiveness and salvation. Help us, Father, and guide us. Give us strength, please. And Father, we pray, please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name, amen.